The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're excited to have a very special guest. Ed Nevermont is a speaker and an executive consultant that helps great companies grow beyond their expectations. Ed has been one of the most consistently successful executives in business as demonstrated by his notable career achievements. He was the CMO and CRO at General Assembly, the CMO at A Place for Mom, and was the VP of Customer Loyalty at Expedia. He's also been a lecturer covering online marketing and analytics at the University of Washington. And now he's the creator of Marketing BS, which is a newsletter and a podcast and a book that equips marketers with the ideas and skills they need to master the art and science of modern marketing. I'm a subscriber to Ed's newsletter. I highly recommend it. So far this week, Ed and I have talked about his concept of marketing the third way, which is the overlap between brand marketing and being a data-driven marketer. And yesterday we talked about why marketing to employees matters, how finding and building the right workforce is incredibly important for your business, but you also need to think about retaining your employees. And that's something that marketers can help with. And today we're going to talk about some of the changes in how we're actually reaching our customers and why real fidelity matters for marketers. All right, on with the show. Here's the last part of my conversation with Ed Nevermont from Marketing BS. Ed, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Hey, good to be back. Excited to have you back on the show. You know, we've covered a lot of ground so far this week, and I want to talk about some of the practice of marketing, not necessarily the strategies and tactics, or, you know, we talked yesterday about building our teams. There's been this sort of universal shift in marketing over the last year. We can't go in person. We can't shake hands. We can't do live events. It's hard to be in front of people or get in front of a large audience all at once. So the nature of fidelity in marketing has moved to almost entirely being a digital medium. Talk to me about why fidelity matters and what are some of the changes that you've seen this year for marketers? Yeah, it's interesting. I feel like leading up to COVID, there was a lot of belief that fidelity didn't matter, that we could do things remotely. There's more and more businesses that were 100% remote. We could do pure digital. We didn't need things like event marketing was like an archaic idea. Being a little image on Facebook was all we needed. Why bother advertising on a big screen TV or God forbid, a movie theater when you could do the same thing on your iPhone? Facebook proved that mobile marketing can work. Why do we need more? And 
I wrote my first essay on real fidelity in, I believe it was early February, 2020. So COVID was like an idea, but it definitely hadn't taken over the world or the world's consciousness. And the idea was that fidelity does matter. So as the size of the screen gets bigger, our engagement with it goes up. And so seeing an ad on a big screen television has more impact on a viewer than seeing it on a computer screen or seeing it on a phone. Seeing it on a really big movie theater has even more impact. So let me ask you about why that is. It seems to me that the impression matters. I can hold my phone close to my eyes and that screen looks pretty darn big as opposed to sitting in a movie theater and watching a giant screen from far away. I'm still consuming the same media. Is it the environment that matters? Is it the actual screen size? Why does it matter which screen you're watching in as opposed to whether you're consuming the content or not? I don't know, but I think it's attention. As something gets bigger, as the fidelity increases, as the sound gets louder, as the colors get brighter, as the colors get bigger, we give it more attention. And that's the thing you're competing for in marketing is getting the person to pay attention to you. And at the extreme, people pay attention in real life far more than they do digitally. And humans know that and we pay for it, right? People will listen to music for free with their Spotify app or download and steal the music, but they'll pay hundreds of dollars to go and see a musical performance live even if they're sitting in the back row and the best way they can see that performer is on a screen because the person's so far away, they can't actually see it live. They're there live experiencing it, but they're watching it on a screen. And there's something about the focused attention that you get as your fidelity levels increase that impacts our ability to influence or engage with someone. Okay, so attention matters. And let's be honest, you go to a movie theater, you really should pay attention to the movie when you are sitting at home, I sit next to my wife, we watch our Netflix. Half the time I'm sitting there with, you know, my Twitter feed or my inbox open in front of me. My level of attention is different. So attention is the currency that we are essentially trying to buy with our marketing efforts. If that matters, all right, why aren't we all focusing on getting our ads into movie theaters? Why are we not just targeting the biggest screens? as opposed to, you know, the vast majority of people that are listening to this podcast probably do more Facebook advertising than, you know, AMC theater advertising. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex, ready to take your team from I think to I know. Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. 
To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. Why is the mix shift different? I would never, ever, ever argue that Fidel is the only thing that matters. I talk about it more as a contrarian aspect that it's the part that we've been ignoring. Targeting matters a lot. Facebook is really, really good at targeting. Facebook's lookalike audiences are absurdly predictive. Amazon's are even better. That matters a lot. Facebook's ad unit is very good at capturing your attention. So even though the fidelity is small and it's on a small screen and people are scrolling on their phone, it's built right into the newsfeed and it looks like content. And as you scroll by, it's easy for it to be something that you engage with. All that stuff matters. And I would never, ever say it doesn't. And it probably matters more than almost anything else. But I think we undervalue this high fidelity thing because it's more difficult to quantify and more difficult to see, but it doesn't mean it's not real. I've helped some clients scale up, for example, door-to-door sales, which you might look at me with your jaw dropping, being like, what the heck? Why would anyone do door-to-door sales anymore? How could that possibly work? Well, if your price point of your product is high enough, your conversion rate you can get on door-to-door sales is really, really high. Because if your targeting is smart enough, your base is high enough, and you get your targeting to work, once you talk to somebody about something, the fidelity you get from that is just so much more than a Facebook ad. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean the economics are going to work because it turns out that hiring someone to walk door to door through a community is really, really, really expensive. So your cost per impression is through the roof, but your impact per impression is also going to be much higher. And it's a matter of, hey, does that work for your particular business given those dynamics? But if you start measuring door to door sales on a cost per impression and say, oh, the cost per impression is higher than Facebook ads and give up there, then you've missed the rest of the math. Hey, let's not knock door-to-door sales. That's actually how I started my career. First job at a college, going business to business, selling phone lines for AT&T. Don't knock it till you tried it. (laughs) (laughs) What was your conversion like? It was a good day if you got three sales. Out of how many visits? Uh, About 100, so 3% conversion rate. 3% conversion rate, which again, you think 3% conversion rate, that's like really low. But man, it's definitely higher than the conversion rate on a Facebook ad. And Facebook ad was with incredible targeting, right? You're not even going to get a 3% click-through rate, let alone a 3% conversion rate. Yeah, 3% conversion rate. I was one of the top reps in the country, so I think I was probably closer to 4 And, uh, you know, hey, look where that landed me today. So good in sales that now I do a podcast. You know, Ed, (laughs) as we start to think about unwinding from COVID, the vaccine is here Seems like we're hopefully headed in the right direction in terms of getting the virus under control. People are going to be let out of their houses. They're going to be let into events, into sporting events, into concerts, into, God forbid, marketing conferences. Do you think that there's going to be a big rush back into marketing in places that have higher fidelity? And how should we continue to reevaluate our marketing mix once the world opens back up? I'm exploring this. I'm working on an essay on this right now. So what, what, what does the future look like for live events? And there's basically two elements that are pushing against each other. One is this idea that, hey, we've been pent up in our houses for a year. People are going to be itching to get out. People haven't been on airplanes and they're going to be itching to get away from their kids that they've been like homeschooling for the past year. So there's going to be this pent up demand and it's going to go nuts. The other aspect is that humans are real creatures of habit. And once you start doing something, we're very slow to change to do something different. And this year has developed all sorts of new habits, whether that's being on podcasts instead of speaking on conferences or talking to people on Zoom meetings rather than visiting them in person. These new habits have developed and there's like going to be a resistance towards changing any of those habits. And it doesn't mean they won't change. It just means that there's going to be a momentum that comes from doing things the way that you're doing them. 
And I'll just tell a little story. Like my wife and I got vaccinated. We got very, very lucky. It was a combination of luck and opportunism where we realized that a lot of these big events, they have excess vaccine left at the end of the day that they were throwing away. And so we just started going to big events at the end of the day and being like, if you have any extra vaccine, we'll take it. And after a few of those, most of the time they said, nope, we don't, we're all good. We ran into one that was going to throw away some vaccine. And so we end up getting vaccinated. What type of big events? I'm just curious. Who's doing a big event? Oh, they're doing these, at least here in Washington state, they're doing these pop-up events. Like a high school volunteers the space Mm -hmm. and the state goes and gives a bunch of vaccines and the pharmacies give a bunch of vaccines. And they just like pump like a thousand or 2000 people through getting vaccinated at this pop-up event for the day. So sometimes at the end of the day, they think they have a thousand doses and these vials are not perfect. And they actually have like 1,050 doses, but they've only booked a thousand people. And so at the end of the day, they're sitting with 50 vaccines and they're calling around like crazy. You're trying to call people off the street to get them used so they don't get wasted. So if you're in the right place at the right time, you can get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And so we did that. And so that was great. We got vaccinated fairly early in the cycle, but our life hasn't changed. We haven't done anything differently. In fact, I talked to my wife, but like, hey, maybe we should go to a restaurant now. And she doesn't feel comfortable going to restaurants. She's like, oh, the vaccine's not perfect and blah, blah, blah. And it goes on and on. But once you've fallen into a certain pattern, a certain habit, changing that pattern and habit takes a little bit of a push sometimes. Event marketers listening to this podcast, you can uncover your ears. It might be a little while, but eventually people's user behaviors will change. It's just going to take another year for us to unwind everything that's happening. Maybe. Or maybe everyone will go rushing back the first chance they get. I don't know. The world has never experienced anything quite like this. There is an argument for both cases. And I think it's going to be fascinating to see where the world actually ends up. Well, Ed, I know that we're connecting on a podcast. Fortunately, we have the video on. It's not the highest of fidelity, but it's good to see you again. I appreciate you coming back on the show, sharing your knowledge with the audience, and glad you were able to get vaccinated. Thanks for being my guest. Great. Thanks. It's fun to be here. All right, and that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Ed Nevermont, the creator of Marketing BS, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Ed, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is ednever, E-D-N-E-V-E-R, or you can visit his website, which is marketingbs.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish episodes every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.